But hi, hello, welcome to the common room where the Dungeons and Doctorates team of big old nerds like we all are get together and talk about the other big old nerd thing that we do, a podcast about three uh, academic adventurers at a fantasy university uh, and all whilst playing D&D. Hello, lovely, lovely chat. I'm terrible at pronouncing chat names. Anyone want to have a crack at some of these? Because I'm going to stuff them up. Go on. Ross, go for your life. And introduce yourself while you're there. Well, yes, hello, I'm Ross, and the voice of Harold. Wonderful to be here with everyone today. Hello to uh, first-time chatter, <laughs> Dalfurnius. Uh, hello, welcome to the chat, and hopefully you can make use of some of our brand new emotes. Woohoo! Uh, Zegami, of course, you are here. Thank you so much. Uh, we love to have you. And the Bad Cat Man, one, two, three. We Hi. love the Bad Cat Man. The Bad Cat Man is one of those sneaky, lovely people behind that lovely wiki that we love so very much that keeps mm. shouting us out places. Yes. Uh, don't change your username because of us. That's a terrible life choice. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and Del- is from over on Forest of Law, which is another lovely, lovely bunch oh. of Australian buggers. Mm. Uh, and non-Australian bug is actually playing D and D, so uh, we we love having our little D and D family like drop in every so often. Uh, but tonight it is a night of introductions and saying hellos to people who've not been around for a while. I see a lovely face that I haven't gotten to see because she lives on the other side of the planet now. Tell hey. me who you are, my darling. Timothy, you. Hi. Hi everyone, I'm Joe. I play Meredith, um, Meredith Medalak on the podcast. And yes, I, uh, I, even though I sound like this, I do actually live on the other side of the world now. So <laughs> yes, but I'm in town visiting some family for the next few weeks. So yeah. What do you mean? You told us you flew all the way back to Australia just to do this stream. That's a 24 yeah. slash 36 hour uh, how journey. I am. And I, I felt very special. And now I feel less special. There's family involved. Ugh. Oh, and family. A, and a doggo. Kind of, yeah. <sighs> the little doggo. Oh, crazy. Yeah. She's very, uh, she's annoyed at me because I, um, I put her in jail. Oh, yeah. doggy jail. Doggy jail. Hello. I'm sorry, Hop. Temporary <laughs> doggy jail. We we love you though. Uh, we need a dog spotting emote. That's what we really need. Um, do. And then uh, right above me in the boxes on the screen, who have we got up here? And I will introduce myself last because I can. Ah yes, hello. Uh, I am Ben Kinnan, K E I R N A N I before E except with me. I am the DM for Dungeons and Doctorates, uh, and and the the reason that these people have been brought together many many oh years ago now. Mm. Gosh, it has been a few years. It has been years. Um, ben, can you just check that you've got Nightbot working because my Nightbot commands are not running in chat uh, um we'll have a look. which is great thank you because i am not running the production side of this i am just running the uh talking part of it uh hi i'm kate i'm o'sullivan kate i apparently mod for too many people and thus have gained myself the nickname of mod kate on some channels which is fine i guess uh i am the voice of potentia and trillis and a bunch of other little other characters that pop up from time to time um and also the moderator of the rather ridiculous uh, <laughs> talk at PAX, uh, PAX Australia that was Kuno Kissa Monster Manual. Uh, we promise the bot is coming soon. It will come out on my own platform, not over here, because it's vastly not the same energy as anything we've ever produced uh, over yeah. here. Oh, so no. keen to watch it. I was so mad that I missed it, honestly. Uh, Matt has promised me that the footage is wending its way to me through... Australia Post, so you know it might be here by much. Who knows? 
basically. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we'll get it eventually. We will get it eventually. Uh, good afternoon, all and me. That feels accurate. <laughs> that feels way too accurate. Uh, but yes, uh, so on the common room, what we like to do is we like to talk about all things questions. Um, we have a lovely list of questions that have been submitted by people through a Google form that you can find in our link tree on a regular basis. Um, or otherwise, uh, people are welcome to drop questions in chat. I will be watching both so that we can see as many questions as we can get through. Um, I know Ross has to duck off a little early tonight. So Will, because he's currently not in Australia like the rest of us lovely buggers, decided to go over a different body of water. Um, We almost condensed the number of time zones to three. Uh, It is three. It is is three right now. It is still three. It is is still three. It's It's usually four. It's four because uh, Joe and Ben are in one time zone. I'm in a different time zone. No, it is three. Three. (laughs) It's it's where... Four locations. So we were were close to two potentially then. Although I think because of daylight savings, that wouldn't have been... The case. It would have still been, been three. three because you but would have there been. There have been time times in the past when it was only two. <laughs> two. Yeah. Mm. It is. I am always. I always make it two, but that's that's yeah. fine. Uh, we are we are good at it, and I mean we record in different time zones, and I think that's something that people don't had hadn't necessarily noticed until we started to be like, by the way, yeah. Joe is in another country. <laughs> um, that we started recording when we were all in Australia, and then uh, Joe abandoned me. Um, and moved across the world. So it is much harder for me to, like, whinge at her on the internet. <laughs> no, it's fine. Whinge at each other on the internet, it's fine. We do. It's it's our it's our job. And the eight-hour time Ways difference that is Ways that we can do easier. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we will get into some questions. But do chat if you do have any. Um, if you can tag my handle, which is the at O'Sullivan Kate handle, uh, just so that I can see them as the questions come through. It just means I know that they are there. Uh, and but we will go through some questions. We have some old ones that haven't been answered, so we should get to some of those uh, first. Um, <laughs> I love some of these. I was having a good look through them. I was like, wow, we haven't thought about these in a long time. Hey, Joe, I'm just going to ask this first because it, it feels pretty. How do you find playing with the group across such a big time difference? <laughs> how do I? Mm. Um, Thank you, Magic. I almost made a. Really this made a. I almost made a hashtag not sponsored reference there, but I thought no, they can they can pay for their sponsorships if they ever want to do yep. that. People want to sponsor us. We will take your money because it would help pay for the cost of the podcast but you don't find it you don't find it difficult other than having to get up very early of a morning some days i'm an early riser anyway actually yeah. recording in the morning is a lot better for me anyway like i think when we were we were recording in australia like just recording in australia we'd record at night time um and i found that quite difficult because i don't know if you guys have noticed but my brain tends to like stop at a certain time of night, like I turn into a, a pumpkin. It's like everything kind of shutters and I'm like, like a factory reset needs to happen. Um, it's not going to happen today though, because I am still operating on UK time. So, <laughs> so it's daytime to my brain right now. Um, but no, it's, it's great. It's fine. I mean, I miss these guys a lot, but I think it's very similar to what we were doing before anyway, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, I think the funny thing is, like, we've just never actually all been in the same room at the same time still. And so it's just a different version of what we were already doing, I suppose, right? One day, one day, when we have all of the Twitch money and all of the podcast money and all of the things, we will fly us all together and we will play in person. It will just take a lot of money and a lot of, you know lot of things um we do have a one year or something yeah no it's it's very fair um i'm gonna see if that those commands are working they are working yay uh we do Ah. have kofi if people want to throw money at us um because i'll plug all the things or if you know you want to throw other money at us you can um you can you can buy excellent things like this now shipping from australia potentially which is now shipping from lots of places around the world or you know if you prefer you can get yourself a lovely um academic adventurers mug with teeny tiny d and doctorates sponsorship or oh they just out of my reach wait no i have one here hang on um you definitely didn't buy something for someone for christmas that's sitting next to me that's okay Uh, bad cat man that's every bit helps yeah or you can have uh teeny tiny stickers yeah, but I do love I, a good sticker. Uh, there what are the also fuck? holographic stickers for QB, but I did not uh, could not justify my own buying of those for myself because I think I'm spruiking my own merch a little too much uh, as it is. But there also is confirm, stickers and things like that. Confirm if you guys are in a, um, a slightly colder part of the world, um, the hoodies are really nice. They're really nice and yeah. fleecy. I have a couple of the hoodies from uh, another channel who we will probably be rating out to later um, because they donated, like they gifted me them because uh, I won nice. their giveaways. And uh, yeah, it was, they're, they're very, they're toasty in a good way. They've got long mm. sleeves, which as a tall bean, very important piece of information. No, mm. uh, no, 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 Thrago Dragon. Not such thing as too warm in Perth. Uh, they are perfect for a like shorts and a hoodie day or mm. a backstage at the theatre moment. And I know that I, mean, I wore, you, I I wore my 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 Dean Doctorate's one uh, to PAX for like the first bit before it got too hot. Yeah, um, I can say Zagami, the backpacks are not out of stock for our fault. They are because the supplier ran out of backpacks, so we will be letting people know when those come back in stock. I desperately mm-hmm. want one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, and there are, uh, we've also had confirmation that the bar, uh, Barbarian Society water bottle is a very high quality as well. So, uh, lots of people enjoying lots of merch. But on the subject of chaotic nerdiness, um, we did have someone ask us about like our alignments um let me see if i can find whose question that was because i have scrolled past it um is this lawful good chaos evil this is like here we go what are our personal alignments for ourselves as in are we chaotic uh neutral lawful and or good neutral evil and then same for our characters. And then I want to know which shirts I need to make because I am a chaotic nerd, but are you lawful or neutral nerds? And do I need to make those shirts so that we all have the appropriate ones as well? Mm. Uh, and Paul has found the chaotic nerdy uh, emote that I made ages ago as well. <laughs> yes. What do you think, Ross? Where are you, where do you sit on the, the, ni- the three by three nerd chart? I think... Um... 
I'm definitely like not in the evil camp. I don't think any of us probably identify with evil. Um, evil people never really believe they're evil. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, but I, I think I'm definitely not lawful either. I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who, uh, 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 I, I, I don't believe necessarily just because something is a law. It means that you need to follow it. I feel like if something is moral and correct you should do it uh and laws aren't always actually conducive with that so, so you're, you're um, somewhere in the good but not lawful yeah and and probably like closer to neutral than chaotic probably i would say it's so hard because like a lot of people a lot of people like to sort of think they're chaotic but i mean I feel like that has no meaning if everybody is chaotic, right? Like, hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's special. Yeah. That's fair. That feels, that feels fair and accurate. Yeah, I'm here with that. What about you, Joe? Where do you fall? What actually, no, Har- uh, what about Harold, uh, Ross, before we, before we get off of, of that? Hmm. Because we don't really Harold... play with alignments either. No, we Not don't. Really. And, and, and we I don't think, really. I, th- I think we have talked about this on previous um, like common rooms where we, we just kind of ignore alignments in that like our characters just make decisions that our characters would make and mm. we never considered alignments before we started because we thought that our characters would just speak for mm. themselves really it just it wasn't a device that I think any of us felt we needed going into it so it's, you also haven't really been interacting with like angels and demons and things things that, that, that particularly that care about, care about, about mm. alignment yeah, so Harold's an interesting one. He's, you know, being being on the posher side. Yeah, I guess he he is fairly straight laced. But then he gets into so much mischief. Like I, I think Harold has broken the law many many times <laughs> at this point. And I've I've never felt playing him that he felt some kind of. Um, like I don't think he's ever felt conflicted about doing that. I, f- I feel like for Harold, he's like, as long as I do the right thing by people, my conscience is clear, and also my brother will make sure I don't get into trouble. <laughs> Can an alignment be doing your best? Chaotic yeah. doing your best. I mean, chaotic doing your best. I feel like is our next piece of merch. I'm happy to make <laughs> yeah. you Joe a. <laughs> Chaotic, chaotic trying as opposed to um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can we can do trying that. Her hardest with the knowledge she has available. <laughs> chaotic <laughs> trying, neutral trying, and lawful trying. We can do those absolutely. I will I will make that I, my next drop. For maybe trying trying feels like the neutral on the scale. I so, feel like I need one that's opposite of that. Trying. I feel like opposite I need one that's that? like chaotic Sorry. can't even. <laughs> Tell me, I thought Harold's alignment was posh whimsy. Well, Posh-wimsy. that's the true alignment. It's just that one. That one you can't find in the player's handbook. So. <laughs> that's that's the that's yeah. the, the the extra dimension of the alignment chart. The the posh yeah. whimsy scale. The posh yeah. whimsy scale. Can I can where, I just where, say where and point out that posh whimsy scale. I think my favorite piece of merch that that you guys put together because I'm I I didn't. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's the, um, that I the, spent the most wine time on. Thank you. And Tumblr with I'm Posh so Whimsy on it. Mm. So you know when you just go, this this is this is oh, exclusively God. for me, and I am gonna do this really dumb thing. My four things I just wanted because I wanted them to exist were um 
the Posh Whimsy Wine Tumbler, the Barbarian Society tank top, because it's the Barbarian Society. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that's amazing. Right. Um, the uh, Academic Adventurer's Backpack, because it felt correct. Um, and then I wanted uh, desperately... <laughs> Desperately, uh, to have um, I redesigned what Cubie the gelatinous cube looks like on the glassware, and then I made it on a couple of other things as well. Um, Senegam is asking, "What does the opposite end of posh?" Just to interrupt for a moment, is the opposite uh, end of dosh posh dosh, or is it like um, what is the opposite of posh? Uh, dank. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, dank whimsy. Uh, dank, dank whimsy. <laughs> it's it fit moist whimsy if you prefer, but I I feel like no, that's no, uh, no. I'm good, thanks. I feel like I feel like no one wants that. I think Harold is chaotic good. Is where I'm going. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a lot more chaotic than I am in real life. Like I mm-hmm. I I feel like Harold actively enjoys a bit of chaos. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. I, 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 I think that's a function of his very normal upbringing. He's just having broken away from that. He's just probably and and because he's young and naive still, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he he enjoys a bit more chaos than I think um, a more world weary person might. Yeah, that's fair. 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 That's very fair. What do you think, Joe? Where are you on the scale, and where is? Uh... I think I'm very lawful good, me personally. Oh gosh, one of the things that I'm realizing being an Aussie living abroad is that we are generally pretty good at following rules. Like if someone tells us to do something, we're generally pretty like, all right. Fair enough. Yeah, seems right. Cool. Seems fine. Like I even just traveling on planes, like the second the the flight attendants say, you know, all electronic equipment should be on flight mode, I'm like, okay. And I put it on flight mode. And then you look around and literally everybody else, it seems, still has it. And they're Mm-mm. still texting people. And I'm like, but the flight attendant yeah. said to put it on. Anyway, I'm also hectic near a spicy. Can you tell? Um, so the so, so chaos good is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think I definitely tend to more towards lawful, pure chaotic. Mm. Yeah, mm. so, neut- so neutral, uh, bit of both, bit of both flavors. I'm definitely lawful, a thousand percent lawful, because I I cannot break rules. If there is a rule that's there, I can't I can't break it without feeling mm-hmm. like I've done something horribly wrong. Like there are definitely some exceptions to that, obviously, but like. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm very much lawful. Um, <laughs> what about uh, Meredith? Meredith's totally chaotic. Chaotic, good for sure. Chaotic, good. Yeah. So you just Absolutely. channeled all of your neurospicy chaos into Meredith rather yeah, than into basically. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Meredith, uh, I've ben. decided is just at a level of chaos that I want to be. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I seem to ben, pull people I know. You have lots of characters, which makes this difficult. Yeah, to pick one. But uh, can can we go? Do you reckon we go with Bonin and Gore? Are they are they the fair two to make Ben mm. do alignments for? Okay, Ross. Do you, what do you think? Do you want to throw a throw a third? Yeah, because Michael Spice would be boy. too easy. Michael's uh, too easy. Uh, yeah. Nora. 
<laughs> yeah, Nora's interesting. I'm I'm curious about about her sort of general alignment because hmm. yeah, she just has very mysterious goals. Jay is I a think. player character as well. We can have Jay. There you go. You got you got four. You've got to do for their actual alignments, okay. and then you've got okay. to do your own. I'll, I'll see if I can rapid fire these. Get them to one at a time. Mm. Uh, Jay, your player character. Jay is chaotic good. Uh, Bonin, the librarian, the best worst joke we ever made. Uh, Bonin, the librarian, is lawful good. It's not necessarily the law of the land, but it's a personal code that he follows. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, also like nice. the law of, like, the code of librarians that he follows, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I honestly, I need to learn so much more about, like, libraries in this world because we've we've literally hinted at like this idea of this worldwide network of like libraries and the librarians that keep them and i think that's such an interesting Mm -hmm. aspect that uh, as players we just not as well maybe not as as characters we glossed over i feel like because other more important things were happening at the time but as a player i was like oh i want to know about this like hmm yeah. Yeah. Uh, gore. Uh, gore. Chaotic good. Something good. Yeah. I was like, something good. Uh, actually, uh, um, actually, gore. Gore might be neutral good. He's he is chaotic, but he also is very like has a strong sense of like what is he has right. a moral code. You know, it has a moral code that he follows, mm. um, and that I think balances his like chaotic. Barbarian tendencies. That's fair. Nora, uh, president of the mm. Enigma Society. Mm. Nora is. I will say Nora is lawful, but I won't talk about her good, evil, neutral alignment. Oh. Mm. She's the so president helpful. of the Enigma Society. I got to keep something mysterious. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, and yourself? Uh, probably neutral good. Neutral good seems to be the one that most people probably are. Like I don't. I, I as Joe mentioned, I'm an Australian, so I do tend to follow the rules. Like we had. The, uh, Melbourne was the most locked down city in the world during COVID, and I was like, good. Uh, but I'm also the kind of person who will, like, find loopholes and use loopholes or, like, follow rules to the letter in a way that, like, the rule like the rule was never intended like in school i was i was the the bane of teachers for the uniform policy because it was like oh it says we can wear this but doesn't say we have to wear it on these days so i'm gonna wear it and you can't stop me or it malicious compliance malicious Malicious compliance compliance. yeah absolutely yeah i think I've, i've definitely mellowed out as i've gotten older but there's there's a lot of that that like sits in the back of my brain which probably comes out in how i how i interact and play Faye in the games like a lot of malicious compliance and like the the law has no heart it is all letter and all sharp yeah i think joe's popped the end of that (laughs) takes the crap out of me honestly 
because the yeah the the law is written and it has no bend to it uh but the fae will find the loophole that the law doesn't cover and the law yeah fae fae are bound by laws but chaotic beings yeah that's fair that's Um, very fair yeah so that's me Uh, neutral neutral good yeah, I mean, what about you, is, Kate? I mean, I know the answers because I've thought about this long and hard. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, if anything, Potentia is lawful in almost to a fault. Uh, unfortunately for for me, sometimes, um, and I would say, I I want to say that she is lawful neutral because I don't actually think she is either good or evil. Like, I don't think she falls into those other camps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because... it, it actually takes effort to be good or to be evil. It's like, neutral is the default yeah. for everybody, and you well, need to be actively doing things to try and al- be. One. Yeah, I, th- I think. But also, if I think about like how she has behaved in the context of very good characters or very not good characters, um, it, she is morally neutral. She isn't picking a side in some of those things where, like, I, I think about, you know, spoilers ahead because we are a behind-the-scenes podcast, uh, like doing behind-the-scenes right now, um, when she went in the night market to talk to uh, Raf- uh, talk to uh, Raymond, I don't think anyone expected that. It was completely, like, a lawful, logical act, but she was siding with someone that she thinks of as morally reprehensible. Mm-hmm. In order to facilitate something else happening, so you, I don't think she could be good because she is picking some pretty shocking ways to do that. I think she's borderline good. Ross, I didn't hear any of that, so I don't know if you're mm. muted, but you are. Oh, there you go. That's better. Hang on. I think it's just weird. I think you're you're mm. borderline good. Yeah. Like yeah, are, uh, yeah, like, but like, like you, you she's not she's people. not on the evil side, you, but she's not she's yeah. not good by any by any stretch. You said something, Ross, though, and I missed it because this is the mic. Yeah, so I think um I think that the point about uh like compared to other characters is interesting because I don't think Harold would have been able to at least the at least Harold currently I don't think could sort of bring himself to like align himself with certain people like. If, if they had to align themselves with Mr. Red to do something, he would be like, nah, come on, like, this guy's evil. Like, we, we can't, like, mm. we can't side with him. Whereas, mm. obviously, for Potentia, like, it's not, she's not evil. It's just, but pragmatically, she it runs makes on more sense. She is lawful logic, which is, mm. you know, I, I, to quote Abria Iyengar, it's the uh, rules justice for good, like, you know, rules lawyer for justice. It's yeah. <laughs> not the rules lawyer for for good or evil. It's what is just and right and lawful, which doesn't necessarily mean good mm. or evil because it is not what is to the letter of a law or to the letter of whatever. It is morally, ethically what is right, which is why the stuff with Rafi hit her so hard because what was good and what was right morally and ethically was not that he was dead. That wasn't right or good or, like, reasonable. That was chaos and she couldn't handle it. Um, And as for me, 
I call myself neutral neutral because I am not chaos, but I am not lawful because I will do either. Uh, I have friends of mine who say that I am neutral good and I will take that. Hmm. I don't think it's true, but I will take it. Good people very rarely consider themselves to be good people. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, And I know that there are people who are in the chat um, who know me in the real world. Who Um, would compliment bomb you like crazy. Some of the the people who would compliment bomb me like crazy are currently streaming on their own channels, so I'm not Ah, going to don't have that threat sitting in the chat right now. But there are um, there are people who know me in person who are in the chat who I think would understand why I say that I am neutral, not good or evil because of things and past and histories Mm. and things that people have. I think what what we're bumping into is the alignment chart is fundamentally Dumb. flawed <laughs> broken in that it yeah. it is yeah a you are this yeah. or you are this not you are gradients of things yeah and i've just it's never found it useful them, though, right well yeah like i've i've never found it useful in any D game like i've never made a character and actually bothered to create an alignment because like what's the point like at the end of the day the character has traits that, yeah. that like those properties are like a, just an emergent part of the choices that your character makes, and so 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 I have played in older D and D games where alignment was more important and impactful, yeah. where certain magical items were like you couldn't wield a paladin like holy sword unless you were lawful good, um, yeah. and so I've played in games where alignment was part of character creation, and in some ways it helps frame your character. But it's yeah. also something that was not written in stone. It was something that, just like your HP, could shift over time. And I had I some think really good conversations with people about alignment because we were actually talking about what kinds of characters would you play and how would you play them if they were in each alignment box. So I play a chaotic good character in um, the Meeples and Dragons campaign that I play in. She is good she is wholesome and good, but she is a warlock, and therefore, by almost by default, she is chaos incarnate. Um, mm-hmm. And that is added to by a whole bunch of other stuff, um, because it is just she has a positivity that is obnoxious, and that's the whole point. She's almost the, ca- mm-hmm. the counterpoint to Potentia. It's hilarious. But we're talking about how do you play, how could you, as a human, play a lawful evil character? And I was like, that's very easy. Oh, you lawful, play the law. Yeah, yeah lawful evil law is so much easier politics. than chaos evil. Like chaotic evil mm. is a character that you won't last more than one session because you're like it's very hard to be chaotic and evil in a What's world. Chaos? It destruction. What's it, chaos? Chaos is unpredictability. Chaos doesn't necessarily mean illogical. Chaos means unpredictable. Yes. Which means that you, I would argue that people in the mafia tend to be chaotic. But they have a code. People. They can have a, like, but the, the code comes down to their moral standpoint, which is a good evil moral standpoint, not a behavioral necessarily. No, no. The, the, like, the mafia has a, has a code of conduct. Just like uh, pirates have dumb, a code of conduct. But if you're the Don or you're the like captain... Gu- they're more like guidelines than rules. Which makes it chaos. It's not actually... Mm. You're, I it's think that, that that's where we get into like yeah. neutral evil then. like it, it splits the difference. Whereas like in my mind, I think chaotic evil, I think the Joker from Batman. 
Okay. Somebody who is, who is unpredictable and hard to hard to read, but they are going to do dangerous things because they're evil. But again, and, why is it? Yeah, let's, we are going to sidetrack, and you and I, you and like, I can but, absolutely okay. have this yeah. conversation on a later. But a uh, lawful, a lawful evil character can play in, like play with other characters who are neutral and even sometimes good because they are a character that they are following a set of laws, whether it's mm. country's laws, whether it's their own code, like their own code they follow, and they are doing it for their own personal gain, their own selfish gain. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to go out and just like start stabbing people. Like they're going to do what they are going to do, following the law, whether it's the country's mm. law or their laws, for their own personal gain. And they aren't afraid to step on people to get what they want. And that can work in a in a D and D party, but almost I I would I would be reluctant to ever involve a chaotic evil player in a non-evil group. Yeah. That's Whereas I, 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 think... I would be much more likely to allow a lawful evil character in a play in a group, assuming that I knew that player and they like had an idea what they were going for. I think actually as well, um, a lot of people get bogged down with evilness in terms of um, actions when really it should be about motives, right? Like it's, when you talk about evil, like like you said, Ben, it's not it's not going like Mr. Stabby all over the place. Like being evil is about being selfish and doing things for, you know, basically having motives that aren't, that are like more insular, I suppose. Yeah, well, the, rather opposite, than the opposite to charitable, always. the opposite to altruistic. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Um, also, just for reference, the person who asked this question was Sonia, and they have dubbed themselves as lawful neutral, just for clarity, because uh, mm-hmm. I thought that's only fair. Um, I'm going to jump to a different question. Uh <laughs> There have been a lot of interesting moments between players and NPCs. What are the ones that have stood out to each of us the most? Like, what are the NPC interaction moments with player characters that we feel like have stuck out the most? I'm going to actually throw the Ben first because you are in charge of a lot of those NPCs, so you get to experience mm-hmm. their ones with characters a lot more um, than we do. Um, I think some of my favourite moments have been when I've caught you as players off guard or like put you on the back foot uh which is fun for me uh because it means that you don't necessarily know what's going to happen and that i think is like this is a collaborative storytelling thing and i know what i'm trying to achieve and you have your character things that you're trying to achieve and then the fun happens in between and so uh when Harold's mother swept Potentia across the the party, um, when Meredith and Mr. Red had their, like, back-and-forth interactions for... Almost every time Mr. Red and Meredith have an interaction, um, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I think it's trickier with Harold... Uh, is that damn perception bonus? <laughs> uh, he's also pretty insightful as well, so it's harder to catch him off guard. Um, and I don't think we've had that many moments with Harold where he's being put really out of his comfort zone. 
in those spoilers for 2024 um but i definitely mean like i i've enjoyed just some some like when something happens and you all go what uh yeah like uh the magic beans during the the uh mugby match game where we had just so many random magical effects applying to the same person and it just went nuts uh that was fun less of a net like that's less specific npc that's just like mm. yeah chaos happening um putting i mean we're, we're, we're in this is a while ago so i think we're okay yeah. to cover it but like getting you on the moon was a moment where i was so almost not on the moon <laughs> i was so very almost not on the moon but getting you all on the moon was like a moment of like so cool oh okay what does this mean yeah yeah cool what about I you mean, joe yeah i'm curious Favorite what your NPC moments. interaction moment i mean i love to hate him hate him but anytime meredith comes across mr red like i sounds like Every time she's talking to Mr. Red, she's infuriated, and that's because I'm I, I'm not a very good actor, guys. Like I'm not acting. Oh, Ben just has this like fantastic way of playing that character that just takes the like. I've oh, seen genuine just, fear. So I've seen genuine fear in your eyes as well. Sometimes when... so cranky every time. Anyway, um, but I I genuinely love it for that reason because he does get such a an emotional sort of reaction out of Joe, out of me, the player. Um, I don't know. I I feel like every time I interact with with the red, that's, yeah, that's it, what you want for, with a patron, like exactly, exactly right. And I just think that's such an interesting. And it's really fun to play. So, yeah, it's infuriating, but it's fun. Yeah, enjoy it. Uh, but honestly, anytime, anytime Ben drops in a character name and we're not expecting it, oh, like the current there's arc? one coming up, the yeah. current arc. There's one coming up where Ben introduces a character and I lose my mind. I it's think great. the episode comes out this Thursday. Mm, yeah. No, this Thursday is. Uh, oh, last Thursday then. Special two-parter, yeah. Okay, so that it came out last Thursday. Thing. Yeah, no yeah. spoilers, but yeah, it came out last Thursday. Yeah. If you've heard, if you heard the episode, so you know. So funny. Yeah, he does it a lot. It's great. Yeah, I will take uh, infuriating interactions with Raymond for one, mm-hmm. uh, for reasons that are blatantly clear. To oh my god, sexist prick. Um, <laughs> not Ben, but Raymond. Uh, and I will also throw out that I actually really enjoy, it's not one that I do directly, but it's every time Joe or uh, Ross have to deal with Aldwin slash Ethan slash, like, <laughs> it's my favourite because Joe as a character, like, doesn't know what to do. It's great. And then Ross as a player can never remember his name. So <laughs> it. It's just like perfect. No notes. Like, that whole thing started because I legit, like Joe, yeah. me, I forgot who this character was, and Ben made me roll the a, a mm-hmm. check. I don't know what that's history. Called. Anyway, yeah. can't remember. History. Thank you. A history check, and I forgot who who he was, and then <laughs> it's it just a running joke now. 
like Meredith can't dig herself out of that hole. But it is beautifully uncomfortable right. in the best way. Love it. Fun. Ross, what about you? I mean, I guess my favourite interactions have been with Raffi because I've spent actually a, a lot of time with him, weirdly. Like, um... Uh, you were the, the only only character to, to be talking to him uh, for quite yeah. a while. And I, I think what made it particularly interesting for me is that obviously Harold's... Um, Harold's motivations, needs and wants when interacting with him were very complex and conflicting. So it was... It was Obviously, for me, it's just like the most interesting NPC that I've talked to, um, because there were always consequences, right? Whenever, whenever Harold talked to him, there was always a consequence, even mm. if it was not apparent in the moment. There were, it was going to be apparent at some point, and so I think for me, that was definitely the most interesting. Yeah, I mean, getting to be Raffi and call Harold like a git. Uh, for for keeping the secret when he when Raffi didn't know it was negatively affecting people, but Harold did. Um, when Raffi could say the things that Kate, the player, wasn't allowed to say. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Although going, did I do Raffi's Harold chat before doing potential bonus? Yes, because we deliberately yeah let oh, me man. have the walk across campus time to. Uh, yeah, pull that myself was myself into the right emotional state. Who? Because yeah. like they like Raffi and Bonin are both very different characters. Mm-hmm. But those are both <laughs> very different conversations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was. I, I think Zagami's got it right. It's like well, you should have bloody told her then. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, given we've gotten to that, I was going to ask a different question, but I think I will hang on to that particular thing because uh, who asked this question? Uh, Promethean a while ago, lovely friend of the channel, Promethean. And, and in... Cobalt as well at some point. And Cobalt and, yeah. and Nutty Cobalt. We should get a Cobalt caper behind the scenes at some point. That'd be a good good thing for 2024. We should do that. Tr- tricky um, scheduling nightmare, but yes. <laughs> I reckon I, I reckon Kate will be able to do it. Uh, okay. What in-game moment hit you the hardest, either in a good or bad way, from your character's perspective and your perspective as a player? They can, of course, be separate moments. Literally, that is the whole question. Uh, the last comment included. So Again? what in, in-game moment hit... Hi, Sage. We were just joking about complimentary people coming into the chat. Uh, I was waiting for you to uh, notice that. <laughs> Sage knows that I am an awkward bean too. Um, what in-game moment hit you the hardest, either in a good or bad way, from your character's perspective and as your and in your perspective as a player? So what, how, what have emotionally hit you? What are the in-game moments that have whacked you in the feels? I will throw mine out there first because I think that's fair and reasonable because I've had time to think about this while staring at the question. Um, Frankie, no! Damn it! Guys, not okay. Wait, wait for her to finish talking yeah, no. and then you can compliment on her. Um, my... <laughs> she has to function. I have to function. Uh... Hey, hey, lovely people from LNL Covers' channel who are all coming over here and he's probably streaming this live on his channel right now because that's the kind of shit he does. And that's the one swear uh, one I'm letting us have in this episode. Uh, this is my lovely co-stars. That's Ben. He's a good and excellent bean. 
This over here is the lovely Joe. She currently lives not in this country, but is back and visiting. And yay. And that's Ross. He also plays on this channel. Um, we are the lovely people from... Hi, Ice Bear. Um, <laughs> uh, who all um, are wonderful and play on the podcast with me. And we've managed to get us all in the same digital room for once, um, which is lovely and nice uh, and grand. So um, don't worry. We'll, we'll see you all later. I'm not explaining that sentence any further. Uh, but uh, for me, in-game moments that hit me hard uh, from a character perspective and from a player perspective, um, from a character perspective, it was it's twofold, but they run into each other. The thing that hit the hardest was the uh, reveal that Rafi was actually alive. Uh, and the one that had led into that was how hard it was for her when, she was, when he was dead. So those two things one after the other, um, like knowing that I'd been playing depressed functionally in recording time for six months to then get to release all of the depressed energy that I'd mm. had to hold for this character um, as the character, like that hit her hard because it's also broken a lot of trust that I think people not necessarily don't realise was gone, but it has affected everything since then. So um, the him dying affected her hugely and finding out he was alive and then losing him again hit, mm. a diff- hit different as well. Um, from a player perspective, the pressure that Ben put on me to reveal my last name to Harold's dad, I don't like it. Mmm. Ick. Gross. Yuck. Um, yeah, but that's mostly because I don't like the idea of someone trying to weaponize who someone is as a person and using, like, who someone else is for power for those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So ha- being forced to give up a name that Ben and I had worked out the weight of, um, which hilariously the other players... Does Meredith even know my last name at this point? I yeah. don't think so. <laughs> like, this is not Owen? come up. Uh, not come up I at all. Doesn't. Yeah, no, exactly. Which is why I can't... um, There's a lot of questions in this list, by the way, about my backstory. I can't give that to everybody until that at least has happened because Mm -hmm. there is context needed Uh, around that weight of that last name that we just haven't been able to give Uh, people yet. Deliberately don't... As a... Like, me as a person. Yeah. As I think I mentioned, not a great actor. No, but, like, also, I think it... We have deliberately, because your character doesn't know, not revealed a whole bunch of stuff in game that we would need to. Ben and I have had to rework how it would work to make some other storylines work, but the weight of it has remained intentionally mm-hmm. the same. Um, I have a suspicion that there is an episode that we are planning to do that Ben and I have talked about the context of um, in 2024 that might have it come out naturally so that Meredith would learn what it is. And I have a suspicion that either Meredith or Harold, if they thought about it, would have thoughts on that mm. <laughs> once they realise what it is. So I think you'll get a lot of that um, in the future. Uh, but, uh, Ross, what is your emotional-driven, hit-you-in-the-feels uh, moments for both you and your character? I mean, I think... For the character, that's an easy one. And that that is when Rafi died. And that is because Rafi was literally within arm's reach of Harold when he died. And obviously, from a gaming point of view, 
so okay here's here's a little thing about harold he always carries a diamond with him because he has revivify as a spell except and harold had a diamond with him and i had revivify prepared except back then i think we were level five we it had only, been such a day I had put you through to get we, to that. Yeah, I, we I only had a single third level slot and Harold had already used it. So obviously that's like metagame information, but he as a person still had the information that somewhere within him was the power to like save this person right in front of him. But he just didn't have the energy at that exact moment to like... He just couldn't conjure the energy to do it. And so knowing that he had the ability that he needed and the person was literally right in front of him, there's a reason why I made the decision as a character for him not to accept Rafi's death, and that's it. I think if Harold hadn't had the ability to do Revivify, he would have just been, like, devastated and, like, well, Rafi's Rafi's dead. But he was like, well, no, hang on a minute. I could have done something. I could have done something here. And so he couldn't accept Rafi's death. And that's why he literally picked him up and took him to the temple. If if it hadn't have been for that, like... And here's the thing. Less than six months before we started the podcast, Druids could not cast Revivify. Mm. It was actually a special, like, thing that, that they'd only just been able to do. And so... Had my character never had the ability to cast Revivify at all, and especially like I was prepared, right, to have to, to, to I had the diamond, I had the spell uh, as a player, and obviously Harold, you know, through in-game, real-world knowledge, knew that too, right? Uh, it would have been completely different. Like Harold would never have, I don't think, even thought to take Rafi to the temple. He would have just accepted his death and dealt with it in a different way. Um, and so I think for Harold, that is definitely the most impactful moment. Um, mm-hmm. As a player, right. it's harder because obviously as a player, I was like, oh, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> you know, like I knew I had the spell and I was like, well, that's a bummer. I don't, I don't have, I just don't have the slots left. That's mm-hmm. annoying. But I, I don't think that moment affected me as a player as much as like, like compar- like comparative to the character, I don't think that moment was as impactful as a player. Um, I think that actually one of the hard things is is I don't things don't really shake me up that much while we're playing. I actually will say there was um, there was a moment when we were in Mr. Red's casino where Harold like. Harold and by proxy me had a plan to save like a lot more people than we managed to pull out. And that was a, that was like, that was a frustrating moment for me in terms of like wanting to create bigger stakes for the story, because obviously I recognize that we're a podcast and that if we do big, exciting things, then that's exciting for the audience. But also, you know, it made sense Potentia's choice from Potentia as a character. And so as a player, like I can't I can't like insist that we do things a certain way when it makes sense for the other characters to react the way they are, and that Harold is also a reasonable person at the end of the day. But you do have to compromise sometimes, you know. Um yeah. so 
which we did. And, uh, you know, the yeah. story still ended up being good, obviously, because it, it just mm-hmm. happens that way a lot, that the story ends up being interesting either way. So, And, I mean, look, we're currently on an adventure that could put us into a bunch of more crap. So, never know. Never know. Joe? Um, what about you, Joe? So... Sorry, I'm knitting because I have to be doing That's something. Um, I'm, I'm fiddling with a coin this whole time. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm modding and organizing. The, like, I'm just doing everything in front of me. So, like, just people aren't <laughs> seeing all of us be chaos behind the scenes. <laughs> I, just, chaos. I, just, I just sit here and, like, yeah. flick a coin this whole time. Just to, and it's, it's like a commemorative coin as well. Like, it's a big, thick, chunky coin. I can just, like, sit here and, qui- yeah. and quietly fiddle with. A coin. Um, so I have, I have a couple of moments. I think the way that I play Meredith, right, is kind of a, like it's a result of a couple of different things. The first is my memory sessions. Um, I forget a lot of stuff and I've started writing more things down now, but then I forget where I've put it. So it's fine. That's like um, you need an I'm academic adventure. You need an adventurous appreciation society notebook that lives with your D and D stuff. That's what I'm hearing. Weird. Um, oh yeah. I'm, I'll still I'm find a way to lose you... it, mate. Um, I mean, that's that's, so, that's I mean, why there's a great place asking... you can get such a thing. Mm. That's why asking for like <laughs> think... history checks for having the DM yeah. to remind you of things. I that know. It's almost like know. I've got a special cloak that someone gave me that helps me with that. That I keep forgetting my Anyway. But I actually think it's it's kind of worked out and to, to kind of be really helpful for me in terms of developing who she is as a, as a character and figuring out ways that she responds to different things. And I think the thing that I've learned most about Meredith through that is that she just chooses people. Like, she's like a golden retriever. She'll bound up to someone and go... You are going to be my friend. I know nothing about you. You just seem nice. You're going to be my friend, right? Yeah. And she's that sort of person. But because she's she loves that hard and that fast and that unconditionally, she wants everyone to be happy as well. So I think while we were going through the Raffi story with Patricia and with Harold, like I think Harold's an interesting one in terms of their, their dynamic because Harold also doesn't really show much emotion so there's not really much like she doesn't she's still chosen him she's still like no you're you're still my friend like you're one of my people classic Um, extrovert adopting an introvert yeah exactly yes so yeah so but i think she saw potential was really hurting and was really going through a lot and i think her interactions with potential i think really made me feel a lot like I really desperately wanted potential to be happy but I didn't know how to make that happen yeah so which that, doesn't help you don't understand my character at all exactly <laughs> I really don't like genuinely um and that's that's not that's not um a little bad thing no, no that's not that hyperbole that's just that's just like uh no, no it's literally I don't yeah. get it and that's and that's a good thing because that kind of just it helps us figure out our characters a lot more and how how we play against each other but I find mm. those, I found that really trading in a good way. I think, I think it, it, it made it feel a little bit more real, her reactions. But she just desperately wanted to to make everyone happy and, and everyone needed to be okay. Chosen people. And everyone wasn't. So, 
Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. And there was nothing she could do about it. Um, as a so player, is that, I is think... that... Yeah, so that's Meredith. What about Joe? Meredith, yeah. Joe is a player, I think... Um, I think the f- most fun I've had was when Meredith went full Bardlock. Really cool. When I like, I took like when I in, like on the moon where I took you into a moon, separate yeah. separate room, so you didn't know what was happening with the rest of the no group. idea what was happening, and then I like appeared back in the room and like exploded, and it was very much like a on your left kind of moment in um <laughs> in a. Uh, but yeah, it was it also felt, like it it's like epic. you're it awake, like you're awake. Herald's down, potential's on lower health. Things have, have progressed. Yeah, you've just come out of this like dream sequence talking with with Mister Red. And because Meredith is such a golden retriever type, she was like, "How dare you!" And then, and then she went Super fun. Saiyan. It was great. Mm. Um, really fun. I'm looking forward to the next common room because mechanically we'll have something interesting to talk about with the story that we're currently doing now. Yeah. But I won't give anything more away. But there, there, there are some interesting production things we've done that'll be cool to talk about. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right. Um, what about you, Ben, very quickly before we do a couple of questions? Uh, one specifically for Ross before you have to run away um, and then one for everybody. Um, emotional moments. Uh, probably like the the Raffi Potentia one-on-one him saying goodbye mm. that like hit me um yeah uh, there's, there's there's a couple of things that like it's like, like nice character moments of like oh so nice uh like I often like NPC stuff happening in the background um like Gore and Michael are just like, oh, love them so much. Yeah. Um, which is it's, weird because you know, like that like they're both NPC characters. Like I'm controlling both of them. As uh, a player, I would say that Gore and Michael are like Sorbet. Like, no matter what's going on, like with like like from like a complex emotional palette, you cleanse it all with an interaction with Michael and Gore, and it's just um, it's just so nice every time that we get mm-hmm. that little reset. Uh, See, I get what you're saying, but I'm I'm a celiac, and often our, our choice of dessert is or sorbet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorbet or bust. Mm, boo. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had planned tonight to throw back to a couple of old. Um, questions because we did this when Ben and I did it last time where we just pulled some questions from the archives that we've answered before but aunts ask them again and differently so I'm going to ask you Ross um, and Joe you can feel free to chime in if you want but then we'll go to a bigger group question anyway what is your favourite subtle world building that you've noticed because we've had a bunch more since we asked that question the first time so We've because we've built out big sections of the world that people are only just discovering and that we are only through, still discovering as we walk through them. I mean, mine is definitely the secret lives of the um, the fairies, right? Like they just they just pop up in little locations every now and then. Secret lives of pixies. Yeah, playing, <laughs> monster, playing monster battles. 
Yeah, and obviously that's just because Harold has this affinity with them, I suppose. Um, you know, they're they're these like like weird little chaos adventure machines, and for some reason, you know, he he has pretty favorable interactions with them. I don't know if later on there will be consequences, but like they they physically helped him uh, a couple mm. of times. So, you know, for him, I, I think that's and, and obviously as a player, that's just fun for me as well. So. I think that's that's obvious, and obviously we, you know, the kobolds popping up when we know we've we've already played those kobolds doing stuff, and then having those consequences just bleed through is just always delightful. Obviously, right. yeah, um, I, I I would agree with that. Um, can I just check, Ben? Who mm-hmm. are our guest uh, people in the upcoming two episodes that might be coming out this week for a special Christmas present for everybody? Because I think mm. one of them might be in the chat. Mm. <laughs> well, actually, uh, I might pass it over to to the DM. Uh, yes. For that, for this upcoming special, uh, Ross. Do you remember? I do, of course. So, <laughs> yes, the wonderful Sam was with us for this one. Hi, shot. Sam. We see you, Sam. And it was <laughs> it was so much fun. I I have wanted to run a. Spielbergian sort of Stranger Thingsy, you know, just like weird furimustus thing for a while, and also to run something non D and D. I actually don't think it's an accident that of the three times I've DM'd, twice <laughs> we didn't use D and D, and it's not because I don't like D and D. I actually love it. It's just um, I'm always curious about other systems, and so. Sam was just a delightful presence on this podcast, and I'm very excited for all of you to hear it in the next couple of weeks. I, it was just very wholesome, which is, yeah. it's actually not originally what I was planning, but no, basically... We, we, had a, we, had to, we had to reshift some stuff. As yeah. I was editing it, I, I, I picked up on some of that, and uh, the edit yeah. came out, and I think, nice, it's, it's, it's a very clean edit, but it's a good story. It, I, yeah. I, as a DM, listening to it, I could feel where you wanted the story to go at the start, Yeah, and it's a different place to where it ends. Well, That's not a bad thing. Okay. No. I can't... I don't know how true that is. I can't give too much away okay. because uh-huh. the episodes haven't come out. Okay. It'll but have to I, be in our next year. Like, we'll have to have another The Common Room next year with you, and we'll have to ask you no. all the questions about it. Yeah. But it's, yeah. House <laughs> but it's more that, like, I was I was planning a very different game, and I yes. scrapped all of it to make this one, basically. Yeah. So this, this one is exactly how I wanted it to go. Minus the normal stuff of players, players being chaos monkeys, and you can't herd cats. Uh, but that's 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 an, every every DM's job is to try and herd the cats. So I'm not not upset about that at all. So yes, uh, I'm I'm very excited for people to hear this one, yeah. and it's it's just a slightly different vibe, and it's you know, cute. Yeah. yeah, comes out, and I'm saying this and going to regret saying it because suddenly I'm going to have a bunch of people saying things that I don't want them to say. Comes out on my birthday, so oh. uh, it's my birthday present is is kids on bikes with Sam. So I the will take that as well. The media shower and the Gemini and the Gemini's media. Like the fact that Gemini's meteor shower, like the best days to see it are the night coming into my birthday and the night leaving my birthday. Perfect. Mm. And I will be in a location the night leaving my birthday where there is very little light pollution. So I will get to like proper see it. It's gonna be great. Nice. But anyway, 
Um, I do have one last like group question if you feel like you have time, Ross, before I know yeah. you have to duck off because it is late. Um, Almost midnight, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I promise this is the last question and then we will go to a little ad break while Ben reconfigures the background um, for the, just the three of us. Yeah, good old. Uh, good but <laughs> good old, well, good old streaming and stuff. Yeah. Um, so this question comes from Zagami, who is in chat, um, but also is an avid listener to the podcast, an avid submitter of questions. Uh, but uh, they ran into both Ben and I at PAX Australia. Um, and I know that all three, all uh, four of us have not managed to be at PAX Australia at the same time on account of people being in different parts of the world and lives and things. But I think all of us have been to conventions akin to PAX Australia, if not yep. PAX itself. Um, so yep. their curiosity uh, is around what our characters would make of such a thing like a big convention like that. Would it be the kind of thing that they enjoy and which NPCs, Ben, would attend this kind of thing? So... Uh, I'm going to throw oh, it to Ross. Just... Are, are these specifically nerd conventions? Is what the topic so is. this 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 specifically says after visiting PAX Australia, I was okay. curious what would your character make of such a thing. But um, Zagami, you are in chat, so if you do want to clarify for Ben whilst uh, we yeah, are talking about I, I'm, it, I'm do think um, I'm thinking nerd conventions because like, obviously, like yeah, uh, a boating and fishing conventions, it's a totally different group of people. Oh yeah, very much. Yeah. Like yeah. But I, I mean, we've all, like, our characters have been to a conference at this point. We just haven't been, like, so this is not a conference. Yes. This is a well, convention. Yeah. Okay, so have so convention have been to, okay, so, have so been to the Wizards thing. Yes, you That's have. True. But I more mean, like, as a whole collective, so, we've all yeah, been to okay. a conference. So a, a PAX convention type thing. I will think about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you oh, think, Russ? I will start because Harold. Harold is the easiest. He absolutely loves it. Like, he, he's, he lives for that kind of, like... But that exact kind of thing, like, like he essentially collected comic books, right? The the sort of the 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 Furimasters version of comic books. He collected the adventuring journals. He, I I imagine he's been to like events at like the adventuring society to like meet adventurers and stuff. Like he he is exactly like like Harold is actually a lot nerdy than I am in real life. I, I have been to a couple of conventions. I was really lucky to get to Kate's Space. Um sorry, I'm like, really? I don't feel like he's that much nerdier than you in real life, but I that's also just like he's just a lot more fanatical than very I am. nerdy. Like I, yeah. I enjoy yeah, nerdy things, yeah. but he's he's a lot more of a stan than I am, for sure. In, in being fanatical, I'll more fanatical, yeah. more nerdy, I don't think I yeah. can agree with that's um, not on. But like yeah, I, I think um I went to uh the uh EGX in London. I think it was 2019. I was really lucky just before everything shut down. I I just happened to be in England to visit family and I managed to go to EGX and see a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, you know, got to see Ox Ox and Ox Venture live uh, as well, which was great. Zagami will be um, incredibly jealous of that fact. Yeah. Um which obviously was incredible. I mean it was a lot of fun. So I, I do enjoy conventions, but definitely not as much as Harold would. Um I I do get a bit fatigued by conventions after a while, I suppose, just like walking around and like seeing stuff. But um, Harold, though, like he he would just absolutely live for that. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And what about just, you? Um, oh. I just noticed like Garmi talking about just while we're talking about nerdy stuff, um, mm. the difference between the monster battle cards and the pixies. So monster battle oh, yeah. cards are poker sized and pixies have tiny hands. So if that puts an image in your brain, like 
Pixies are like what? Uh, like about a head and a half? But yeah. surely you could get like scaled down, like the same way that you can with poker. Nope, they like, are regulation size. But can't they you are... use enlarge reduce on your like Idiot. cards? You can hold them. No, no, that's against the rules. That that, that just wouldn't because fly. Because it needs it needs to be readable for your opponent to see what the card is. So oh, they, I see. The eye so... on this game is not. Yeah, so they okay. are they are there with like a handful of things like. This one, but it's like, but then it's just so. Like, just for clarity, Ben, because I'm not looking at this. I wasn't looking at the oh, screen at the no, moment. That was just me. dead air. And also, that's as a podcast, so you might want to describe exactly right. what you just did that's for true. our lovely that's audio only audience. True. I just, just, I just mimed uh, yeah. holding like a fan of cards in my hand, except the cards are like A4 sized, and then trying yeah. to like readjust them <laughs> and then play A4 sized cards because, like, I yeah. think that would be the ratio of like, yeah, yeah I think if. If anyone's ever seen like oversized tarot cards, not regular mm, yeah. sized tarot, but oversized tarot, that is what I'm imagining the picks like. In the I have presents. a deck of jumbo playing cards, which I got just as like a, a fun present, and they are trying to play any game where you have more than like six cards in your hand is a nightmare, and it's that's yeah. part of the fun. Yeah. Um, I've been yeah. writing, I'm just going through my list of NPCs, writing down what they're going to be doing at PAX. So keep going. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. This is perfect. So. Great. No notes. Um, what do you think, Joe? Would Meredith be pro NerdCon? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. She she'd would be pro be NerdCon. Cos- yeah, she'd be in cosplay. Like, she would be like, oh, she'd. What would she cosplay, though? What would she cosplay, though? Also, hi, Hup. I totally didn't notice that you were in your lap. <laughs> Um, gosh, what would she cosplay? Oh, that's reckon. That's for the next uh, next one. That's for, or for chat. Anyway, uh, no, she'd be there. She'd be visiting all of the food. Why are you so? Why are you licking my hand? That's stop. Okay, good girl. Um, that's great audio. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, just, just yes. Sorry, I am. Um, I've been away from her for about a year, and um, she's a Velcro dog at the moment. So, mm. go hop goes. Um, which is delightful, and I love it. But she has been very licky. Uh, so, yeah. What were you we saying? Yeah, she'd be like immediately going and investigating all of the food stalls, um, trying everything, potentially like posting it all on an Instagram story kind of situation, giving everything a rating. Um. Uh, she'd go and jam with it, like crack out the music. Um, no one asked for, but everyone would enjoy. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, she'd she'd be all over it. Where there are people, there is Meredith. Where there are people, there is Meredith. Feels very apt. What about what about you, the person? Because Ross kind of indicated whether he's pro convention. Are you a convention human? Um, I've I've been to PAX a few times. PAX Australia. Um, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, got to see Dragon Friends live a few times. Um, they're a Australian comedy podcast. Definitely not family friendly. Sorry, like not family, very... not family friendly. Very much not, but very much full of very good improvisers who I was lucky enough to train with when I was in Sydney. So, oh my yes, gosh, very, very good. So things. funny, so funny. In fact, actually... It's incredible. Season two, brilliant. Um, they they do a lot of streaming on Twitch as well. Like they do, I can't recommend them enough. Um. But definitely not family friendly. Not family friendly. Uh, so if you want to follow them, just be aware of that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so got to see them a couple of times live, which was great. Uh, there was one uh, PAX uh, thing that I went to, um, a panel that was all about rating um, video game dogs, and it is honestly the most mm-hmm. delightful hour and a half I've ever spent in my entire life. Um, yeah, really, really cool. Perfect. Um, I think Potentia would go. She would be there because people are asked her to be there. Meredith, probably. Yep. Uh, or, or on the counterpoint, she'd be one of those people who like was working as an enforcer at PA- like at PAX Australia. Like we end up at the book fair. You dragged me to the me? book fair. That was me. Yeah, there you go. And What's then I bought you a book that you probably forgot that I gave you that told you all about the place that I'm from. It was great. Read the stuff Ben sent me. Forgot about it. Forgot it, it, it existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was funny. It was really funny because she was like, "I don't understand." I'm like, I gave you a book with all of the information you're asking me right now. Um, you did. Yeah. So I think, no, sorry. I think she would. Um, she would not go by choice i don't think um she'd have to have like a reason for being there like i don't think she's an enforcer by type but like there are conventions where she would fit into the like helping deal with the specialty guests and make sure that they get from place to place which i actually think she'd be quite good at because of backstory things that i'm not going to talk about because of spoilers yay um and you know that sort of not not people of fame not being a thing that she finds intimidating um, in any particular way, I think, um, would make that a, a thing that should be cooked good at. I, weirdly, am not a super fan of most conventions. PAX Australia is an exception. Um, I don't like crowds that much. Um, everyone who saw me at PAX knows that I spent most of my time not in the exhibition hall um, because I find it quite overwhelming to be in that space, those spaces. Um, they're not my favourite place to be because they are very loud and um, as a very tall person, I, like, find them quite... Like, I end up close to the speakers and it's just it's not, not pleasant. Um, but I am very much there for panels and chats and those kind of conversations. And I, so it's, it's just a very different, um, thing. Um, I know that people who saw me at PAX this year, I was very stressed because I was on to, I was running a panel on a panel and doing my fringe show at the same time. So I don't know who's my best self, but, um, yeah, I find them quite a lot, a lot of the time. Um, so it's, yeah, um, I find them fun. And I find the stuff there great, but I just wish it was just a little less on the peopling uh, because I get very tired. Uh, what about you, Ben? I know you had a blast at PAX. I had a blast at PAX. I used to go to a lot of conventions when I was uh, in high school. Yeah. Um, it was like, hey, I found all my my pe- my nerdy people. They exist. And it's not just yes. me and my small group of friends. There's a lot of us. So that was like yeah. a great yes. kind of like awakening of, oh, there's a bunch man. of us. This is great. I belong here. And I went every year because it was like, these are my people. Uh, mm-hmm. And it slowly became oh this is a place where there are a lot of people which i like some of them but also not everybody in the people not everybody is the same as me who thinks the way i do and they also sometimes have not good opinions and it's expensive to be here so i kind of got older and stopped going to those things for a while um mostly going with groups to like group cosplay it's so much fun getting like 12 people all to dress up as team rocket grunts and just go to a convention and not like 
stick together but to spread out once you get there because suddenly it seems like there are more of you because people just see team rocket grunts everywhere and it's so much fun uh and then going to pax and meeting all the ttrpg people in australia was fantastic and it's like hey look here like once again it was like oh these are my people i get it um, and I've also been writing a list of what the NPCs in D and Doctorates uh, yes. would do. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try and rapid fire through these. Uh, Jay is there, um, but he is there just to try and get as much free stuff as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Nora is there. She is trying a bunch of different TTRPGs. Michael is there. He's volunteering. Gore is there. He's tagging along with Michael. Bonin <laughs> is there, uh, playing board games. The Kobolds are there. They're heisting. <gasps> They're trying to steal uh-huh. things. Um, can we? No, no, please. Twenty twenty four. We will. We will record it and we will save it for like a launch around PAX Australia. Can we please mm. have a convent nerd convention so we can have a kobold caper at the hi- doing a heist? Please, Ben. Sure. It's yes. Christmas. Come yes. on. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's my Christmas gift to the three of you. There you go. Kobold nerd heist twenty twenty four. Bonin uh, would have gone immediately to the miniature painting tables, right? At PAX. There weren't any this year. Seriously? Yeah, yeah they were. Kidding? Let's let's uh, not let's not, Joe. We, but, there's a but, whole rant in that. But, let's, mm. but Bonin, Bonin to me feels like the kind of person who would be really into learning complicated board games, and that would be his scene. Raffi is there, and he's playing those secret packs quests that like the rest of us see people yeah. playing, yeah. and they're like, "What are you doing? How does that happen?" But he's already gone. Um, yeah. Raymond is there, and he's trying mm. to get into the Twitch affiliate area. Uh, yeah. No, Twitch, give me the Twitch, the Twitch partner zone. Yeah, uh, and and yeah. Mr. and finally Mr. Red is there, and he's the surprise host mm. of the panel. You didn't know he was the host, but he is. Well, he's doing the he's doing the um, the keynote, and we all hate it. Yeah, great. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, Dal is uh, just discovering. So, uh, Ben, you might want to just quickly explain what a kobold caper is because oh, so um, there, caper, there is a couple of people in the chat who won't know. So, uh, we have our academic story where we follow the, our three academic adventurers yeah. as they deal with monsters, peer reviewers, and magic, and they try to get their fantasy PhDs. Um, as a side story, uh, there is a a community of kobolds that live underneath the university. And their society revolves almost entirely around stealing things, but they don't call it stealing, they call it heisting. And so they go on heists to get food and general resources and shiny things and just random stuff. And so I have a number of specials, which you can find. There will be a link probably in the chat. Um, We have specials. We have six, I think. Yes, oh, six, six yeah. kobold no. capers now. Right. Each kobold caper will have, have at least name. one at least Co- one guest. Kobold caper one. Kobold caper two. Electric Boogaloo. Kobold <laughs> caper three. Out to sea. Kobold caper four. Hear us roar. Kobold caper five. Staying favorite. alive. Kobold caper six, six. Hit the bricks. The bricks. That's right. Yeah. Because uh, we can't not do that. Because yeah. we're and their level one, uh, they're, I think the Cobalt Caper one. Seven Nerd Heaven would work, but it would be too long uh, between Cobalt Capers. I will. Mm. It'll have to be Cobalt like Caper Eleven. Well, we'll have to do five, but we'll have to do some so big number many. between now and then. Yeah. Uh, I think we but really yeah, missed so, an obvious like Fast and Furious kind of opportunity there. Uh, Cobalt Cobalt Caper, the Cobalt Capering, the Fast 
two Cobalt, two K, two K. Cobalt, two K, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Gabby's just like, I never noticed that these all run. That's because you don't say them out loud like we do when we're being big nerds. Like, that's what also, we do. Also, we spend so much time workshopping. The, the Cobalt Capers especially have oh. a lot of title workshopping. Um, so yes. much fun. Um, yeah. So yes, like, they, they all have the game mechanics that I enjoy so much. Level one, uh, apart from the more recent ones, they've leveled up to level two. Um, they are kobold with a single class level or two class levels now. Um, yeah. And we and specific borrowed that are yes, they are that they are my Ferromasters University kobolds. So they've yeah. got some extra. I things. believe we actually did make them available on D and D Beyond. If anyone yes, they yes. are available. Yes. Like I will to. Uh, and I've also Fine borrowed dice. from Blades in the Dark with a heist mechanic where characters can use heist actions to retroactively have prepared things, which means we don't spend the entire uh, special episode planning a heist. We just get straight into it and it's like, oh, we need to climb down this thing. Heist action. I brought a rope because we knew this was going to be here. Yeah. Because we've been scoping this out for two days, but we didn't will play any of that. I make sure that after this episode goes live on our Twitter because Twitter is the only place you're allowed to dead name anything because I don't care what its current new name is. It's still Twitter. Go away. Um, that uh, I will post a link out to the Ferromustus Cobalt variants. Um, so if you keep an eye on our Twitter, we'll put it there. Yeah. We have um, fun with it. They're, they're, they are like our regular show isn't too heavy. It's actually quite light. The Cobalt well, Caper, until unless, I decide to go full method, sorry. Until some characters die. It gets a little dark at some point. Sorry. But that's that's just drama. Cobalt Capers are all chaos all the time and just delightful. Just yep. super delightful. Yep. And, and their interactions with some of these great uh, people in the TTRPG communities, yep. they're often, we try and focus on getting like, dms and gms like hey you haven't yep. played in the game for a while come be a chaos monkey in our thing and then yes, have Dal, that does mean i'm going to keep an eye on how you play as a player and work out whether i can use you on uh, as a gm and work out whether i can use you in the future i haven't asked you about that yet but that is something that will happen so go away um it, it will happen but i need to work out who you'd fit with before i can do that Ah, hello Promethean, who also was excellently in one of the recent uh, things. Yeah, Sam, in, you've just kept, yeah, we know. Cobalt Caper 6 Hit the Bricks did have the lovely Promethean in it. we don't uh, have you on a list somewhere, Sam, it's fine. <laughs> oh, Sam, sir, I mod for you. Like, you're on, you're on all the lists. Um, uh, all the lists. Um, I think the, the ultimate yes. the ultimate chaos would be if I had. Oh no! This is what happens when you give I me. I know ideas. who the ultimate. No, 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 I know no, no. Who the ultimate chaos player is. No, no. By the way, but you I haven't made that happen yet. You don't know what I'm thinking, Kate. What I'm thinking is recording separately, but having two cobalt caper heists happening at the same venue, and happening and and events causing other things to happen in other heists. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to record like little bits of it though, right? Like you'd have I'd, to record I'd have, I'd have to sp- I'd have to split certain things, yeah. Well, we'd have to we'd have to record simultaneously in two different rooms. Uh, yeah. I can't you, split would, my brain. you would you would have to go back and forward, I think. That's yeah, the only way it would work. I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it. It'd be like cobalt paper like red, cobalt paper blue. Like it'd be like two 
I think you could absolutely have one kobold caper influence the other one, mm. but I don't know that you could have them both. Well, like, kobold, kobold really caper A team run their game, and then kobold caper B team trying to like pick up the like they're going in second and they just have to deal with the chaos they're going in cause. second and they're trying to pick up something that's not the, they're not trying to heist the same thing necessarily yes. but it's yes. in the same room so yes. they're dealing with the ramifications i think that would yes. be an easier like chaos yes still but like yeah different co-dm so so co-dming is what my first in- instinct was zagami but the issue with co-dming is that um this is ben's world and we just play in it mm-hmm. um and especially with the kobold stuff sorry um kobold stuff it's um tricky all righty um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's have... a i was gonna say there's a reason that yeah. my games are always like miraculously the players are like portaled somewhere essentially yeah <laughs> that's the easiest way to do it in someone else's world yeah it's just yeah, yeah i'm just like oh look this other place that we don't know about until we can find a way where i can split my brain into two things i'll have to come up with something else yeah it's very um we want it to be easy and simple and stuff but it it, it just not um <laughs> it's just not um so i know that we are about to lo- lose ross to the wonders of new zealand um and sleep so um if anyone does want to find you doing other things or talk to you about other things or invite you on to do other things where can they find you, ross shout yeah, yourself so out for a moment. i am literally at ross bolch anywhere where you can have a handle so uh and there's only one of me in the world so far as i know that particular combination of first name last name so i've, I've yet to come across a situation where someone's found the wrong me um yes i'm always up for for collaborating with people on stuff um and if i i would like to find the time to play some more games but probably honestly here on dn docs because i i like hanging out with the dean the dean docs people in the dean docs community um, I've actually literally just started playing this game called Against the Storm, which is uh, officially released. And uh, it's wonderful. You you build a town a- against diversity and you you basically, your inhabitants are beaver people, lizard people. Ad- ad- against adversity? City. You yeah, said against diversity. Against, oh, adversity. against diversity. <laughs> no, no, there is, there is, there is there plenty <laughs> of diversity. I very greatly misjudged battling, you. <laughs> battling against adversity, yeah. No, oh not diversity. God. We gotcha. love diversity here at Dean Doctorates, obviously. Um, <laughs> and know, I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, good, good times. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, no, it does sound very fun, but oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I just derailed that completely. Battling against diversity. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, that, there's no. a way we could play lawful evil characters, just battle Oof, against diversity. That not. is the lawful evil. No, I could no. not. Just no. as a player, I just could not. I just no. could not. No, that's true. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you'd, you'd have to do it and turn it into a farce where we all wanted to lose and wanted a TPK. Mm. I mean, there, I think there that's are, how, yeah. how you'd do yeah, it. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a whole conversation about being a DM and being like, yeah. okay, now I need to be an awful person. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just so rough. I'd, yeah. So rough. You um, up, yeah. Like, luckily, you end up playing caricatures of those guys yeah. like you don't try and get too deep into their motivations well yeah. that's yeah zagami was mentioning someone that they thought was a chaotic evil character in the chat and i was like that character is not an evil character that character pretends they're an evil character that character is not an evil character they do good so yeah yeah it's thing a of, the thing about uh, yeah. D is that uh morality is universal you might think yeah. like, oh is it is it bad to steal this loaf of bread to feed this family well 
it's not lawful to steal the bread, but it's good to feed the family. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very bad. Alrighty, we are about to lose Ross um, off to yes. the wonderful wilds of New Zealand, so um, we are going to go to a short break so that uh, Ben and Joe and I can stretch legs if we need to and so on. I am going to run three minutes of ads because the ads that run on this channel, both pre-roll and during, um, do help us pay for the hosting fees and things of that nature, um, which is incredibly helpful. Uh, it's not a good trip. He's currently there. It's just very late at night, so he needs yeah. to sleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Took some gear with me, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... 